I just, you know, I do know women who had their kids really young. I know a woman who had her first, I actually know two, two women who had their first children at 15, totally by accident, not expected. In one case, the marriage lasted, and in one case, it didn't. You know what? I am so tired of watching women waste so much energy on their looks. I know. Sometimes it feels like it's the only thing that we know how to talk about. You know what we need to do? We need to change the conversation. Because if we could change what women talk about. And the way that women talk to each other and to themselves, that would change their whole mindset. And changing their mindset could shift their energy. And all that energy could change the world. All right, so let's do it. Let's give them something else to talk about. Let's do it. Hey, Mary. Hey, how you doing? Good. How you doing? Good. I was, uh, you got me thinking about something the other day that I wanted to talk to you about. Um, you had a post somewhere on social media that talked about, which I agree with 100%, like there's no timeline for things. Like it's okay to buy your first house at 40. It's okay to have your first Oh, yeah. Right? At any age. And I... And I wanted to add something to that, which I feel really strongly about, which is it's also okay to have your first child at 18. Oh, you know? yes. And this is where I feel like yeah. I had a mentor when I first started working back in 1989. And... Um, this woman was much older than me. So, I, I mean, she was much older than me. She was older than my mother. So she was 30 some years older than me. But she told me that, and she was very blunt and very, um, she saw things differently from anybody else I'd known at that point. Anyway, she said, she said, you young women have it all wrong. What you, you tr you're still trying to fit a square peg in a round hole. You're still trying to figure out how to have families and children and follow the same timeline career-wise that men do. Yeah. And she said, I wish more women would think about not going to graduate school at all or even college until after they had kids. Because she's like, you know, that doesn't make sense maybe for a man, but for a woman, if you can have your kids when you're 20 and then you start going to college or graduate school, you start your whatever you think is going to be your last degree. You start that, like she said, she went back to school, to college. She went to college when her last child went to kindergarten and she said she finished college and then she went straight to graduate school. And so she said she actually got her Ph.D., the same time one of her kids graduated from high school, like that same weekend. And so she said, so, you know, then by the time I actually had my terminal degree, I had nothing in the way. I was so, full on, ready to go. And she worked really hard. And she said, you know, I've worked for 25 years and it's been enough. You yeah. Know? And let me let me go back on the math of that. So she started when she was 18 or 20 with kids and she didn't uh -huh. go back until they were kindergarten. So she basically delayed the whole thing by six years. Yes. Yes. And then, and then, yeah, because if you graduate, if you go to school right after high school and you graduate at 22 from college and then she got a PhD. Yeah. So she, she, she would have been 26 when she had, when she finished all things go right. She would have been 26 when she, right. She was, yeah. Well, math PhD. Cause 20, time, so they take 22, cause 22 when you graduate undergrad and then, and then four more years. So right. 26. Well, I mean, a PhD in math is seven years usually. Oh my God. Yeah. What? It can be seven years. I think it took her seven. It no, just, you mean total. 
total from from mass from bachelor's to PhD. Oh yeah, I thought you I thought you made seven on top of undergrad. I was like, no way. Yeah, seven on top of undergrad. Eleven years. Yeah. No, there's no way. Yeah. Wait, I don't think we're saying the same. Medical school. When you come out of undergrad, you have four years of medical school. Right, and then you have your three or four years of residency. Okay, so you're talking about okay, okay. So like you're when not, I went, I yeah. got I, I got my bachelor's degree, right. and then I went to graduate school in math. And the estimate is it takes about seven years to get your PhD. So I would have been getting a PhD at thirty. I can't believe that. Yeah, it's hard to get a PhD in math. Wow. So I think some people do it faster, um, but I know when I met my husband who was getting a PhD in engineering and like all you have to, it seems like all you have to do to be able to publish a paper is to run an experiment. If it fails or succeeds, you get a paper out of it, right? So he had written, my husband had written like, I don't know, 10 or 15 papers before he got his PhD. If you can write a paper in math, that would be your PhD. It's a very different process. Oh, but it's very difficult because what are you doing? You're having to come up with a new theory or something? You have to solve a problem that's never been solved before. Oh, that's tough. And you have to, and you also have to satisfy some competency requirements. So you have to take three qualifying exams, language exams, all these things before you can, at least with the program I was in, before you could even start doing your research, before they'd give you an advisor. So it but takes What did you stop at? I stopped at year three. So you got a master's. Uh, yes, I do have a master's. So, right. so I, but I, I was in a PhD program that I left. Got it. So she was 31 when she finished, rough, give or take. She was 31 when she finished, um, maybe, maybe a little bit older, because she said that she got her PhD the day one of her kids was graduating from high school. So that's got to put her at late, later 30s, right? Let's well, say she was, if, you, right? if she was, if her kid was six-ish, if she was six when she started, and you yeah. said it takes... She, and she had it takes 11 years if she hadn't even she didn't have the bachelor's yet so if she's in an 11 year situation that would put the kid at yeah, 17 right you know, right, 18, right 18, so 18. exactly but her point was that she said you know women the way we're doing it now we're trying we're trying to figure out the time to have a family if that's what you want to do so it doesn't interfere with your career building years right whereas like you think about um, you or any young woman who is a professional and wants to have children, you're typically in your career building years in your late twenties, early thirties, where you're really trying to do whatever you can do to be establish yourself and get people to respect you and be, you know what I'm saying, right? If you're spending on your field, if you're a lawyer or a doctor or an engineer or anything, right? You're working really hard those years. And that's when we also have kids. And yeah. she's like, it doesn't have to be, she said that everyone keeps pushing it back, the childbearing right. back back, back, back. But she said some women, not all, some women could have done it when they were 20, you know, I, and, but, but that is something that society thinks is a career killer or a, right? Like how many people do you know that were ambitious, got married and and figured I'm just going to have my kids first, then go to school. Yeah. This is a fascinating topic. Like, so first of all, I did meet a woman. She has sadly passed away now, but I met a woman who, who, who said, who tells me, and I, and she said to me that she, that that was her plan. And she did have her kid at like 19 on purpose uh-huh. for the, for the thought of what you just said, that she was going to do that first and then do everything else. Now, the problem in this particular case is it didn't work out, right? The, the marriage didn't work out. And then she remarried. And so then she, by the time she's talking to me, she did have another kid uh-huh, um, right, right. At, at the other trajectory time. So 
But I have so much to say about this. So I, the thing is, is there's so much the, the flaw in all of this thinking that goes into when to have a baby when you're a woman, right? Part of the flaw is that you can actually control all these things. Right. That if decide you're going to have a baby in your late 20s, then you're going to have one. Well, how many people suddenly take some years to get pregnant or they can't get pregnant or the people who get pregnant unex- without expecting it, which always, which always kind of. It also, you also would have to be, so from a, from the dating perspective of getting the person who's going to have said baby with you, right? Assuming that's what you want to do, because you could go to a sperm bank, but let's say you want to do it in a, some type of a partnership. The men in this situation are also, while they're not physically impacted the way a woman is, they still also, I can say with certain, fairly certainty that they're thinking, I can't have babies until I'm established X, so right. they they also put themselves on the same thing financially and you know just like they're like I can't support a family until you know they you know that's their 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 method and they're thinking about the math the math of that and so they're like well even if I work my my ass off I'm not going to be at that point till I'm 30 or something like that so that so in, so unless that woman who has this plan is going to marry someone way older than her if she's marrying somebody that's around her age, they, they're still, even if they met when they were little, you know, when they were teenagers, that's nothing. Like we're talking about, we're saying 18, 19, have a baby. That would mean that you've, that you, you like met this person in high school or something. You know what I mean? Well, look, I was thinking more, I think college is important if, if you want to go to college, right? Like for me, college was not about really what I learned in class yeah. As it was, it was uh, like baby steps into adulthood, which I needed. Um, so I mean, I'm thinking more like you. 22. Instead of mine having gone straight to graduate school, yeah. I could have just had a job for a while. Maybe if I if I I did not want to have children at that point, so I this wouldn't have had any impact on me. And but you know, I could have gotten kind of found somebody then settled down just delayed. And then if I'd gone to graduate school yeah. after I'd had babies, I'm pretty sure I would have picked something different. Um, and Oh yeah. There's that too, right? It's the maturity, yeah. the maturity af- of, of the person and what they would have chosen to do with their time. If they waited, you know, let's use me as an example. I'm a perfect example because I did meet my husband in college. So yes. we absolutely could have gotten married at 22, 23, and we could have started having babies right then. There's nothing that would have stopped that. Like we were together. We weren't married yet, but we could have, yeah. you know, and, and if you oh, look backwards and I now. your kids would be like, if you had done that, you'd have, I kid. know my kids would be 13 and 10. Yeah. Right. Right. 13 yeah. and 10. <laughs> wait, wait, more than that. Right. Like 16 you'd and 13. Have, you'd have a kid in high school right now if you'd done that. Yeah, because I'm 39. So we're talking about 16 years ago instead of, yeah, one would be, yeah, oh my God. I'd be almost done, basically. I'd be almost done. You'd be almost done. And, you know, here you, and and I'm not saying, I need to repeat my, I feel like I need to repeat this all the time. Mm -hmm. I am not saying that this is what everyone should do. Oh, no. Well, I'm just saying. Yeah, this is a great case of that. Right. This is the one, uh, you know, you talk about women should be able to do what they want to do, right? especially when timing their children. But it seems as though the one option that's off the table for career minded women is having their kids young. And I'm thinking right. that should also be OK, because, you know, um, 
you know, think about you. And I, and I think, I think you're happy where you are and I don't think you should have done this differently, but you know, you're, you're in a really exciting phase of your career right now. Right. And imagine if your kids were in high school and you were almost done and you were thinking, you know, in four years, I won't have any kids in the house and I can just run with this. Right. Or you certainly wouldn't be breastfeeding and doing as much daily day-to-day work with your kids at this point in your life. And, um, and, and, you know, I mean, I had my, I had, I had a different situation, so mine doesn't really apply to most people, but um, I just, you know, I do know women who had their kids really young. I know a woman who had her first, I actually know two, two women who had their first children at 15, totally by accident, not expected. In one case, the marriage lasted and in one case it didn't, but both of those women were done having, both those women had two children and they were done with their kids, like by the time they were 22. So when they were 40, they were empty nesters and starting this really long second phase of their life, you know? It's yeah. just another way that, but I feel like that's never, even I would be critical of that. If I had a student right, and said to me, oh, I'm just going to get married and have babies. I'd be like, what? But if they explained that I'm then going right. you know, to go, because the thing is, is whatever you go to graduate school in, you usually only go once, right? Yeah. You're not going to go to law school. I mean, some people do, but you go to law school or you go to medical school or you get an MBA or that's only if you do these sorts of things. Um, and the women, the way we're doing it now, if you go right after college, when you have the traction, right? Right. Then you think about that. You're getting spit out into the work world at 25, 26. Yeah, but I, I will say this about the energy of that, because I was just talking to a friend who started college late and she she's struggling because um she's, she didn't realize she was going to have to do school during COVID. So, you know, she was expecting right. a different environment and it's very tough to like get herself into this virtual world. And it just, she brought back up for me the fact of like sometimes and a lot of times, I think that there's a special energy it takes to do college. And it's not that college is the hardest thing in the whole world, but it's a special type of energy. And I can tell you right now, if you woke me up today, tomorrow, and you said, oops, I'm sorry, we don't have your degree and you got to go do it again. That nightmare, right? Right, that nightmare that my, my father has promised me that when I turn 40, this will stop. Because I was like, when is this nightmare? Like, I always am missing it. It's always a math class, by the way. I'm always <laughs> missing a math class and I can't graduate. But no, I mean, for real, like the whole thing never happened. And they want me to do it again at 39. I don't got it in me. And the thing is, I got a lot of energy for starting a podcast, raising two babies, doing a garden. I got a lot of energy, but that's a special type of energy. And I don't have it anymore. I don't I don't got it. So- Right. So that this system, it's it, like I said, it's certainly not like I'm thinking this is what we should all do. No, but if you but, thought you could, that you're putting it on the table as an option because there may option. be, yeah, it may be a group of women that could do it that way, but never even allow themselves to dream about it because right. we as a society have thrown that. That's not even on our radar. It's like, right. no, we don't do right. that. We and, as a society don't do that. And we still feel like success means uh, running with it once it's going well. You're in college and then you've right. got all all these people saying, you should do this and you should do that. And you should go get this scholarship and, and go on to grad school. And you're really talented. So you do it. And there's just to be that other idea that, um, you know, that if you, if you are in a situation where give that, I thought of getting married and having a family yeah. at 22 is a possibility. Put that on the table too. Just consider that because time wise, energy wise, I had, 
you know, I had two kids at a time when I, I was raising two kids at a time when I was much younger than most people and didn't have a lot of money. Um, and it was still fine, you know? So like when, when I hear people say, well, we don't, we want to make sure we have all these things before we have kids. Yeah. We overthink it. We overthink it. And I, and I, I, I here's, the one thing, the only, here's what I say. This is like grandma stuff that I'm saying, right? This is old <laughs> lady things, but this is sort of the wisdom of years is that in hindsight, I truly believe the only thing that kids need are parents that love each other. If they have two parents who love each other, now that doesn't always work out. I'm not being critical of people who get divorced or anything, but if they have, so it's an if then, if they have parents that love each other, truly love each other, they'll be fine. Whether they have toys, music lessons, whatever, they don't need that. They, if their parents love each other, they're good. Now they can also be good if their parents don't love each other. So. Um, I always want to call out when you and I are speaking from privilege. Yes. Oh, yeah. And so there, I think everything you just said is, is okay at a certain economic level. Like at, once we've hit a base level of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, then yes, you were right. Everything you just said after that, right. right. But so, but, but here's, I wanted to say, cause I love, no, I love right. uh, people need food. They need shelter. Yeah, they need yeah. things like that. And, and if, and if you can't provide that, if you can't provide that, yeah, loving your husband's not going to feed you. No, it's kid. not going to do it. And and if you if if yeah, so that's that. But I want to like I'm looking at again. I'm looking at my own life hindsight, right? And it's like we because we were totally those people who said we had to have all these things, right? Yeah. And even like even with my second kid, we were saying that like reevaluating and say. And here's the thing: the older you get, the more you think you need to have in place. And so the way we are raising our kids right now, the, the, the way we're spending money right now is cause we can, even though, and we say it more like we need to, and we have to, but yes. the truth is we get to, we get right. to. And so we're making expensive choices that we wouldn't have been able to back then, but you're right. Our kids would have been fine. Cause they don't even like, I think about when I was little, my, me and my brother are 10 years apart and we come from different economic starts because my parents were 10 years older. And they just did, you know, they did normal progression up. But I didn't know I was, I mean, I wasn't even poor, but I didn't know that I had less. I didn't know until we moved to the suburbs <laughs> what what more meant, but I didn't have that comparison at all. So, you know, and actually I told, I saw my mom this actually a couple months ago. I was like, it's actually funny. I actually felt more poor when we moved to the suburbs because then we, we moved to the suburbs and I went to high school with a, the high school was split between two suburbs that one was like middle class and one was upper middle class. Those upper middle class is what made me feel poor. When I was in the inner city from age, you know, zero to 12, I had no idea because I was around the same yeah, thing. Yeah. So I didn't know what was not, you know, that there was more out there, so to speak, that it didn't, you know, I didn't have that feeling at all. So kids aren't going to ever, like, like I said, as long as everybody's fed and we're in the same demographic with the people around us and everything, you're not going to feel lack, but you're right. You will always feel lack of love, whether it's because of parent to child or parent to parent, the parents, but- made a good point that it's that's that is there is a threshold of minimum need right like yes. we're assuming, yeah. assuming you can feed your kids you're not and they're not cold and they're not hungry and they're not but hungry. if you're having this discussion at all and you're talking about waiting because think about it, the people we're talking to already are in that group because they're talking about college first everybody can't afford college the fact that you're even talking about college and the second thing is that you're planning your life in this right. way then right. you are above the survival needs situation right. but right. i will say this I know for a fact, emotionally, 
my kids are way better off having the Khadija at 36 and 39 than the Khadija at 23 and 26. Yes. They are absolutely better off. Like the person I was then with all her beauty blocks and nonsense, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like raising them. I'm just, I am so much more of an intentional person in my life now. And that they get that they get to have that. They have had that then. So I don't. So from that perspective, I'm glad I waited, but that's me. We know there are a lot of women who were emotionally mature enough at 23. And I guess that's who we're talking to. They could, they could do it. If they were emotionally intelligent enough and they had the economic means to make a decision like that, then they could. I have, I do, you know, as we're talking, I have a friend whose older sister like met her husband like I did in college and they, and they both went to grad school, like law school and medical school. And she had her kids while going through medical school. Mm-hmm. As opposed to what medical school and internship and stuff, and then like barely getting them in before you right. the factory right. shuts down, right? As a result, here she is. I want to say late forties, you know, about maybe not quite ten years older than me, but maybe like six or seven years older than me, and ki- two kids out the door. You know what I mean? So now, and you know, and still with this career, right? And so career is intact, and then financially, you've got more money. And so therefore you've got more resources or whatever, but energy too, because the kids are gone. Like you, you fit, you figured that out now. So that's kind of in between the two extremes, right? She's kind of in the between. She, she right. did it. She did it in the middle. What, but I, and I think her idea was, was similar to what we're saying. Like, let me do the hard. Well, her idea was different, right? Let me do the hardest of everything together when it also doesn't impact the pauses. Cause she also, if I, I, I think I'm right. She, she told me she planned them. So this is a very planned thing. And she planned them such that the maternity leave was at the same time as the breaks in college in med school. So, you know what I mean? I know <laughs> my like, this is like my hero, right? Like, <laughs> well, you know, and I had a student, I only had, uh, did you ever know anybody who had a baby in college either had it when they got there or had it while they were there? Yeah. I know somebody from high school who did. Okay. But not from your college. Not from no, somebody. no one who I was, who was in my life at the time. So, no. I had I had two students and it's and one of them um, she came to me on the very first day of the semester and and I, I, I still like these moments I remember where I was standing and she what came year up, was she she was the first year so she came in she was the first year and she said it was after class and I gave my my uh, talk about you know don't come in late don't do this don't do that yeah. that kind of thing and she came up to me afterwards and she said. Um, I just want you to know, she goes, you probably don't have to deal with this very often. She was 18, right? She goes, but I have a baby. And so if I come in late, it's not because of disrespect. It's because I have a baby and, you know, whatever. And so I was, I was fascinated by this. She was the first student I'd had that had a baby. And so we became friendly and she told me, you know, she got pregnant her senior year in high school. She had been the valedictorian of her class. She was not allowed to give the valediction speech because she was pregnant. She was, she was like not allowed to go to her prom, all that old fashioned stuff. She had the baby that summer and it was a newborn when she came to college. And um, so she married the baby's father. So she got married and they had a deal that she would go to school and he would either work, you know, he would work part time to support them while she went to school for four years. And then when she got done, he'd go to school and she would work. And I think all the parents, you know, the parents who had said they were going to pay for college continued to uphold that. So they didn't have to pay for college. So they staggered it. So she went to school for four years and he went to school for four years. And so eight years later, they both have degrees. I think they had two children over that time period. And, you know, they're still married today. She's older. 
Oh, yeah. I think she's older than you. And it was just, but the difference was her family didn't throw their arms up and say, you know, well, we're done. We're not paying for college. You know, they, and no one told her your original plan is now dead. Right. No, it's, it's your original plan now needs to be altered. Right. So we still got to go to college. We didn't say college is for people who don't have kids. You're done with that. Like we just figured it out. That's a beautiful story. story. And the other thing was she, she was, she was telling me the other story is better. She was telling me how she's like, there's there's no place for me to live at, at this university because I can't live in a regular dorm because I have a baby. But I can't live in married student housing because we aren't yet married. I can't live in graduate graduate student housing. You could have a baby, but she wasn't Why a graduate. Why they married? You just said they've been married since. They did, get, no, they did get married, but I think she wasn't married when she came. I think this had all happened pretty quickly. But the point was, the only housing that the university provides for students with children assumes you're a graduate student. Oh, interesting. And so there is no housing for her. And she's like, this Wait a minute, though. You know... No. Okay. I was going to say, you know, when I was going through my whole thing about not being able to afford school, like I was in there and I couldn't afford it. One of my precious prized moments of memory was going to the bursar's office for the 1000th time, trying to figure out, you know, some alternative and the woman being tired of me Uh and not wanting to do her job. And she's just like, you know, this would be a lot easier if you would just get pregnant. (laughs) And I said, excuse me? She's like, well, I have all these resources for people who have babies. So if you just get pregnant, then I could give you money for school. Like, I'm like, do you, and I just walked out, but I was just like, do you hear your logic here? Like I have a problem affording my life and you want me to add a living being to that situation such that you can provide me. It's like those people who tell you like that it's, that, that, that it's so great to have kids because then you get a tax write off. It's like that little $1,200 a year ain't got nothing to do with feeding and clothing this kid. For, like, What are you talking about? Let me tell you briefly, I'm going to tell you the other story because I think it's so atypical from what you see at a large university, um, a large, well-respected university. I had a student and uh, I remember her very well because she was pregnant during her first year of college. Um, She got pregnant in college? Yeah, she was pregnant when she was my student. I don't know where she got pregnant. I don't know if it was the summer before (laughs) She was a regular 18-year-old, first-year student, pregnant. And I remember her trying to sit in the seats. She couldn't quite get in because she was pretty pregnant. And she was also a woman of color of some sort. She might have been black, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I I know she wasn't white. And I remember thinking at the time, um, like, I don't know, just... She was the only she was the only non-white in my woman in my class. And then she was also pregnant. I'm like, boy, she could not have like been more of the other in this case. Right. Yeah, right. right. And so she and then I never really saw her again. Um, She was in a group of students I knew about. So I knew she had her baby and I knew all that. So fast forward like six years, she applies for a job at my husband's company. Really? And he comes home one day and says, do you know who this person is? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was my student. I know her. And he said, I am. He said, I got to tell you, I've never seen such a bad transcript. I've never seen this. She had to she had to take every single math class at least once, if not twice before she before cause she kept getting F's. Because I've never. Oh, when you say at least once, you mean once again. She had like, to repeat yeah, every she class, to if not. Oh, yeah. Right. She had to take it once again. He said her GPA, I've never seen a GPA so low. I didn't know you could get a degree with a GPA this low. <laughs> 
It wasn't even like a one point something. It was below that. I've never seen it. Hey, wait a minute. How'd she graduate with that? I mean, he just, he could have been exaggerating, but he said, yeah. you know, it, it, hiring engineers, like, I've never seen anything like this. He said, it's so unusual. We're going to call her in for an interview. So, <laughs> Why? Because of her audacity to come and apply. <laughs> so he said to her, he's, he's interviewing her and she said she seems fine. And he finds out that. The report, her reason for not doing well, she tells him, is that she was working at FedEx full time mm-hmm. while she was in college and it was just too much for her to handle. And um, so he said to her, well, you know, it was pretty clear that engineering was not the right thing to do for you because you just couldn't pass a class. <laughs> it's like she <laughs> every class, failed every class once for it. And he says, why didn't you change your major to something else? And she said, because I don't give up. She might swim. He hired her on the spot because she said that. And she's yeah. been working there for 10, 15 years. He's, she's, he said she's the employee that they never worry about. She's, wow. does, she's quiet. But you know what was funny? Was when he said she worked at FedEx full time, I said, well, did she tell you she had a baby? Mm-hmm. It's like she never mentioned that. Yeah. She never mentioned it, right? And so she now, and then she gets, she actually, her first year at working for my husband, she ended up having twins. And... Her husband quit his job and he stays home and takes care of the three kids. Mm. So, um, but I mean, it was just like this story of, is he the gay, is he, you don't know, is he the father of the first one? He's not the father of the first one. I don't say, I don't, I mean, I don't know that, but that was never, I felt, I felt like the father of the first one was not on the scene, which is why she was working at FedEx full time. But it's like, there's an example of someone who just didn't let the rest of the world say your rich plan is not going to work out. And even she had every single obstacle in front of her to say, nope, 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 flunking classes, having this baby, working full time and everything. Also, also in her case, like it's, now, right? it's, it's interesting to me when people want, when people want to tell other people that they, their plan is working when it's not, then that's on her if she wants to be like, that's on her if she wants to be like, you know, in pain continuing with school because she's providing for her kid. So she's doing the other thing. She's had the baby and she's working FedEx. Right. For her to additionally do this other thing is like none of your business. It's it's whatever right. she wants. If she wants to in her spare time go through the pain of failing classes and getting through, why would anybody, you know, but I know the world, right? And I know, I know I can hear what people are saying to her and like during this time. And it's like, well, that's too much for you. And why don't you do, you know, it's just like right. F off. Like what? <laughs> so but just- like how much easier could it have been for her if we as a society had supported that and just not, exactly. you know, made right. it the norm, made it okay. Right. If there was, you know, what I always say, because I always say, I love it when I say that, <laughs> that when people are talking about being pro-choice or pro-life, okay. and I'm like, you know, the, the, what we really need is for people to realize that being pro-life requires that you're pro-choice. The, the reason why many women don't have their babies yep. is because they feel like they don't have any choices. Right. All these examples of, you know, well, then you've got to drop out of college or yep. you can't do this, you can't do that. You're not going to be, I, I mean, I, you know, you what say- was that, What was that scene from Little Fires Everywhere and Carrie Washington and Reese Witherspoon and Reese Witherspoon's characters like, you know, I made good choices in my life and that's just how it worked out, blah, blah, blah. And Carrie Washington's like, you didn't make good choices. You had good choices, you know, to choose from. And you're right. The people like they forget half, I don't know half, but a large percentage of the women who have abortions are in a situation where they feel like 
They don't have choices because society is not supporting them. It's not supporting them. Pro-life no. tells you to just have a, have the baby and just somehow work it out. But it's so hilarious to me. Right. Because I don't want to get into it because we know that's another subject on the podcast. So I'm going to get off of that. But yeah, agreed that this idea of when to have a baby, what age, it's really put on us as women from a perspective of you're going to do it all by yourself or you and your, you and your partner at the very least. And that's it. So like have all the ducks in a row kind of a thing. And it's like, if we just shifted our thinking as a society and said, we're going to support everybody, because if you had this huge group of women who were emotionally ready to do this at 23 and they went to undergrad and then they, you know, started, they started having babies. A lot of our other problems with women in the workforce and all these things would go away because it just would have, I think it would have this like domino effect, basically putting, like you said in a, in a, in a, in a, in another podcast we had where you were talking about Sweden and how they said that the reason they put money, they gave you six months off, both the father and the mother. And that economically they, they were looking at the long game. They're playing chess, right? They're like 20 years later, we have done the studies that show that this means less people on welfare and less crime and less this and less that. So yeah, it looks like it costs us a lot of money, but it doesn't because we're looking at it. We're taking care of our people from in a holistic longevity right. way. So that's right. kind of what we're saying. We're like, if we took the age out and said, if you're ready to go emotionally and, and financially, and, and again, we, we put air quotes on financially because financially is a moving thing. But if you, you know, then you sh- you could, we're inviting you to do it earlier if right. it works because the eyes, you would get rid of all that juggling that the career women do right. all that juggling that I'm doing right now <laughs> of trying to find someone to take care of your kid while you work, but at the same time, be present for the kid. You know, right. you wouldn't have to deal with any of that. Right. You wouldn't have to deal with that. And, and physically, don't forget. Our bodies were made to have babies younger. Yep. And while we have advanced medicine and we're able to go well into our 40s, we can, but that doesn't mean we should. And physically, my friend, I have a friend who had a baby when she was 16. And then then she had another baby around my age. She's a year younger than me. So she had another baby in her 30s. And she said, it is night and day the way that body responded. She said, when you're 16, that body just whatever. You know, I don't like the word. I don't use words like bounce back, but. Basically, that's what she said. She's like, it was just like, whatever. And it, it healed itself really fast and whatever. She's like, when I was 33, that was a whole other situation. Right. Well, you know, and you think about how can we change things that's more supportive of women making different choices. Yeah. And my alma mater, as far as I know, I have not I have not looked into this to make sure what I'm saying is 100% true. I know it's mostly true. Um, they have a dorm for non-traditional students okay so anybody a non-traditional means you've been out of school for a while could be a year or two or you could be 10 years or it could mean that you have a baby right and they all live together so all the women with babies live together and it's a co-op type of situation where they all live in a dorm together they all help each other out with child care they help each other out with meals it's a village it's a village and you know why can't other schools do that why can't well, and why can't we as a society start doing that yeah, we need to bring oh, back you know, the village. You know what my? Uh, you want to know what my idea is? And then it's probably time for us to wrap up this yep. podcast. I'll just drop this as a thought, so something we can think about for next time. I know of. A, I was thinking of a, a, a private, fancy private boarding school up in New England that 
stopped. It, it, it went defunct, right? So there's no school there. And it's this huge, beautiful campus. And it has its adult dining hall and its gym and everything. And I thought, wouldn't it be great if they could turn that into a, like a village for people with small children, if they want for anybody, actually. But the idea is where you could actually go to the dining hall with your family and eat, have your meals made for you. And you would have the, the resources of the gym. Like I just know when I was a mother with three little kids and I was working, if yes. I could have gone, taken my kids to a dining hall yes. and sat with other people that I liked and had my didn't have to make food, but my kids got good food and I had someone to talk to, right? Yes. And someone to do my laundry. Yes. That is a way to support families who are trying to also have careers and jobs. And that would actually encourage you to do it that way. When you see the options and people are, you know. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, I'm not going to force everyone to do it. It's sort of like communal living, except I definitely do not want to be like, I'm not a communal living person, but just a place where I could go, you know, you can have your kids. Imagine if there was a center in where you lived that was like a library that also had food and your kids could ride the bus there after school. Mm -hmm. And there'd be somebody there to make sure that they got their homework done or whatever it was. And then you'd show up, sit down and have dinner with your kids, right? Mm -hmm. And then maybe go over to a counter and pick up your laundry that somebody else did for you. That's amazing. Wait, we just gave somebody a great business idea, by the way. Yeah, it's just an option for people. I don't know how you. I don't know how you work out the finances of that. Anyway, we can talk about that another day, right? Yeah. And I hope okay. you enjoy. Today is a beautiful day here. Today is, and um, it's so cold here, but the sun is shining. It's nice, but it's so cold. Oh my god! Well, the sun always makes it feel better. It's a sunny day today. So great yeah. talking to you. And um, you too. All right. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Are you ready to reclaim your energy from your beauty blocks once and for all? Download the beauty blocks energy tracker and get started today. Visit anonymousoul.com forward slash beauty blocks to get a better understanding of what beauty blocks are and how they are the number one thing holding you back from the life you really want. That's anonymousoul.com forward slash beauty blocks.